Hello, folks. How are you? Welcome to episode 119 of FLA Exposure, sponsored by Conway Customs. Check them out online, Conway Customs with a Z, or if you're listening anywhere else but Canada with a Z, .ca. Or did I get those backwards? Either way, check them out online, .ca. Great sponsor of ours. Do a lot of decals, car graphics, graphics in stores, big event, decals, whatever you need. Uh, great guys, local, Truro, and uh, in Nova Scotia. Uh, fantastic episode here, folks, for us today. I uh, want to bring him on right away. Uh, he's a purple belt at a zombie proof down in Cape Breton. Maybe a brown belt now, actually. Man, I should have did more research on John. I think he is actually a brown belt now, if I am correct. Uh, he's been doing this a hell of a long time. You know, he's a great guy behind the scenes. He's a coach. He's competed in amateur MMA before. Um, you know, he's got his own podcast himself and can have another podcast. He's all over the place when it comes to MMA, uh, analyzing and also just kind of putting out good positive vibes. He's always a guy who shot us messages in the background, always willing to help. He's commentated for us before as well. And, uh, just an all around great guy. So, uh, let's bring him on without further ado, Mr. John McKinnon. How are you, sir? Hey man, thank you. Thank you for the intro. That was nice. Thank it's you, sir. True. It's true. Yeah, man. It's all true. How you I been? Appreciate it. I'm good, man. Yeah. How about yourself? No complaints. No complaints at all. You know, yeah. trying to keep busy, like we we're saying off air there. You know, it's what do you do? Yeah, I mean, COVID's a strange time, man. It's a it's a new normal for everyone. Yeah. It's uh it's a little spooky out there, but we should be grateful where we are for sure. Well, someone told me whether that's a, is true or not, John, like that we're like the second safest place in the world or something right now. Yeah, which is a scary title <laughs> to have, you know. Um, it is, know, actually. We're so fortunate, and you look in America and across the world and even outside of Atlantic Canada where, where we live, and it's weird. You know, like you look at Toronto getting like 400 cases per day on average. Um I think we have three, and we didn't have any for a long time mm -hmm. in our province. So, and then you know you look at other stuff like as a law enforcement officer myself, then you look, you know, in America especially, what's going on down there. Like we really should be counting our blessings for for how fortunate and safe we are and how safe we feel. So yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's funny you say that because like how much we take for granted even my, myself mm -hmm. you know like like life can change very quick as it has for everybody but like when it comes to that you know we've been both training martial arts for a long time and man like i'm always interested like if you don't if you don't know how to protect yourself like what mm -hmm. are you gonna do when shit hits the fan yeah man that's something that i reiterate to my colleagues at work constantly um yeah. you know work is one thing but real life is is another thing and i think you need to be fit you need to be capable you need to be able to protect you and you know in my case the public and of course my family you know people around me um so when people don't you know it's it's hard being in a position like that and and you can speak to this because you train martial arts you have forever mm -hmm. you're a black belt Congratulations, by the way. I uh, I know I told you congratulations. <laughs> Thank you man. on on Instagram, but since we're live, I want to say congrats. You Appreciate that. It. Feels very it's odd, by it's the way. Strange. But, and, but cool too. Like really awesome in another way. For right? sure, and and definitely well deserved. You've been at it forever. Thank you, I man. think you're you're one of the founding fathers of support in Atlantic Canada for not only MMA but BJJ. So it's Thank it's you, good man. to see you awarded that. Um, yes. So. As I was saying, it was it's it's hard because when you take this shit as seriously as as I do, like at work, 
and for life to be fit to be able all the things are just listed and then people don't and when they should you know especially in a law enforcement organization they should it, it's frustrating and for years i used to get frustrated with that stuff all the time but now it's just like well people are who they are and you can't change that um you can influence them the best you can but not everyone's going to buy into it um, but i think now more than ever tactics need to be utilized the best they can uh, you can't, you know, police brutality is a real thing. Not so much where we are, especially where I am, perhaps up the Halifax way. Maybe it's a little more, but um, where, where we are, it's not really an issue. But so it's important that it doesn't become an issue because the way you train is where you're going to perform not only in competition, but in life, you yeah. know, um, and see approach I take. So I don't, I don't let the frustration get to me anymore, but. For a while there, I was like, God damn it, guys, like, just train, just become better every day. Yeah. You know, you guys are protecting not only the public, but me the same way I'm protecting you. So, yeah, that's it's a hard. tricky thing, man. It's a tricky thing to, to navigate for sure. But I guess it's like, how it's if you let that consume you, I guess mm. it's just like, it's so, it's hard, so hard on you too. But it's just, I can understand because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I'm protecting your you like you're protecting me. So I want you to be as physically able and, totally. you know, as, as you can be, it's, it's an interesting position that, uh, and it's like you say about p police brutality, whether, you know, whether it's physical or not, I'm sure there still is like law enforcement brutality. It doesn't always have to be physical, whether it's someone telling you to go fuck yourself just because you showed up or pulling over yep. speeding or whatever. It's a hard, 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 hard job. Oh, man. And obviously, I give the utmost respect to all first responders, law enforcement. But to be in that position nowadays, it's scary, man, Like, because you really don't know what tomorrow will bring. And that's kind of the nature of the job anyway. You know, anything can happen at any time. But mm -hmm. now it's like, man, you just it's kind of like you're just waiting for something bad to happen. Um and again, grateful for where we're at because there's no looting, there's no riots, there's no protests, well, barely any protests. So we're lucky for sure, yeah. definitely lucky. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So like you said, it's it. I don't allow it to consume me anymore, mm. and I'm just um, I just go with the flow now. So I do go my own thing, there. focus on myself. Um, and once I realized how to do that, then you know, all shit started falling in line. And uh, I don't give the guys at work such a hard time. So it's yeah. good. Everyone wins. Everyone wins. So that's it. That's it. Yeah. Did definitely. things change like that when when you uh, when you had your first child? Is that kind of like um, I know, like a, a little like a lot more pot like not a lot more positivity, but like you're putting it out a little bit more. You know what I mean? Which is fantastic. Like mm -hmm. you you do a fantastic job of that. Like Thank just you. being yourself and putting it out there without you know kind of any hesitation which is nice yeah i think having a son or having a child will definitely change your outlook um you know you, you don't need like you don't need to focus so much on influencing other people because you have him to worry about you know all of my time extra time goes into him aside from training aside from work mm -hmm. but it's so it's it really opens your eyes to like, listen, everything you do or say, he's going to be watching it and it's going to influence him. So it's important to kind of up that, you know, turn the volume up on your, you know, you as a person, because, mm -hmm. you know, 
everything you say, do, perform, most times think they're watching everything. So I really got to, I really had to dial it in, um, get my shit together if I didn't already. But, and when, like, when you have a kid, it's just different. Just to, everything changes. Once you become a dad, everything's just weird. You know, you have yeah. so much more to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as inspiration, putting stuff out there, I, I feel like people go one of two ways with it. It annoys the shit out of them or they really enjoy it and, and like it. Uh, most of the times I believe it annoys the shit out of them is because they're not inspired. Yeah. They're not, they're not feeling themselves, you know, they're not. And that being said, I, I'm not feeling myself all the time. Obviously Certainly. none yeah. of us are, but I feel like I put stuff out there that I would like to hear and stuff that I experience or think of. And I just put it out with no real thought behind it. Other than if it makes someone think, then it's good. That's a good thing. You know, that's the only only purpose of doing it is to inspire people and get them thinking. And if thinking leads to action, then that's perfect. Well, and that's how quick the human brain works. Yeah. The human psyche works legit. You can be scrolling through Instagram and see a positive quote or see something you put out or anyone mm-hmm. else who you happen to follow in that same regard put out and it inspires you to do shit. That's totally. the beauty of this world now. Like totally. there are some really shitty parts of the world, but oh, man, yeah. there's some really cool aspects like that where you can be having a shitty day and look at it and be like, nice. Absolutely. And I appreciate the messages from people, right? Like, like yeah. I, I post them, not all of them, but some of them when I, when I do get a nice message, like saying, Hey, listen, I listened to your podcast or I read your posts or et cetera, nice. et cetera. And it made me, you know, think it made me get up and made me go work out when I didn't want to stuff like that. And I know me doing it isn't going to save, you know, anyone's, I won't say life, but really kick their ass in gear, but some people it does. So if I get one out of 10 people, or one out of a hundred people that are like, shit, yeah, you know, your thoughts and your, you putting it out there really helped me. And that's great. I'm all mm-hmm. about it. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because why are we still putting on events? Because yeah. people like you yeah. or other people, random people message and go, mm-hmm. hey, this is awesome. You know, you guys are killing it, doing a great job. If, if people didn't message us, then mm-hmm. if people didn't follow us, then there would be no motivation. Because <clears throat> money's certainly not the motivation, right? Everybody right. knows this game, right? And how, right. Or, So, you know, eventually you get to a point, maybe it is. But right now, it, it's people like, I, that's why I always say this all, this is a community thing. Even sub-series, yeah. man. Everybody showed up. Everybody totally. believed in it. Yeah, and I mean, cr- give credit when it's due, you know, like something as simple as seeing you guys put out a cool graphic like like when fight league one was coming or fight league atlantic one was coming and you put out the the graphics for the fighters it was i thought it was great Mm -hmm. so of course i'm going to message you because i know you personally and i say man those graphics are badass Mm -hmm. you know or like i I watched one of these episodes dude that episode was badass you know whatever it is i like to show love because i see i see you working I, i see you pushing and i see you pumping content out like crazy every day and you're doing all this yourself on numerous pages mm-hmm. um and it's impressive and i will always support local and i'll always support something that is obvious hard work because i i worked with you guys on on tapper tag and it was great mm-hmm. you know it was what it was john and i on, on the mics and it was fun you know you guys were in a tight ship but one thing i, I appreciate was the leniency, like there was no script or anything. It was like, here, here's the thing, do your thing, just call it as see. It's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. But I see the work. I see you guys pushing, man. And it inspires me. I'm like, 
I love MMA more than anything. It's my passion. Yeah. Um, it's my sport. And for you guys to be doing it at what I think a high production level and a high caliber of talent and everything you're doing with social media, everything just you're checking all the boxes. Um, not that I'm a professional or not that I see things and I'm like, Oh, oh no, God. but you, you know, like but if you're a I, fan, I, I, you know, like I see you. it, man, I see, I see the potential and I see the work and I appreciate it. And that's why I'll, I'll always reach out to you guys. Man. Um, say, yo, this is great. I might drive you a little crazy. I'm all over you all the time about the commentary stuff. I'm like, dude, you need me to do anything. Let me know. No, I mean, no, yeah. no that's <laughs> but like, that's how it works though john Definitely. like you like yeah. man, but sometimes my ocd and john like john will be he'll tell me all the time like not all the time because john's really good about letting me do my thing but like sometimes he'll be just like man like what are you doing because my ocd yeah. is so like you got to let go a little bit right mm, but it's sure. for so many events it's just been me or well yeah. adam and like nick and other like like doing kind of stuff obviously other than danny doing all his thing but like just like when it comes to putting it together like all uh -huh. the details kind of flowed through me for so long and it's just right. it's hard to get to that point where you can branch off right but it's yeah getting there. it's getting yeah there. so so you you take someone like yourself who started mission series pro you did all these great things now fla but when you're the helm of the ship for so long and you're making it basically your brand and then it must be hard to give up the reins a bit. I get that for sure, man. Yeah, but absolutely, you have to, right? But anyway, let's no, no, let's not <laughs> yeah. talk about me so much. Let's get yeah. back talking about you, sure, man. Sure. You, and like your your history of martial arts, like you obviously you've been training forever too, man. How did like wrestling? I know is a big thing for you. Uh, how did you kind of start this whole kind of fun game of martial arts? Well, um, funny story. Like I don't have a wrestling background. I I, I learned wrestling from going to Zombie Proof. It just so happened I was really good at it. Yeah, um, cool. Uh, I had a background in rugby, um, which translated over somehow with the explosiveness, with the takedowns, um, stuff like that. But um, and then I ended up getting so good at it that I was teaching at Zombie yeah, Wrestling. Right. Um, so that was kind of the beginning. And like when I first started, I was twenty-one. I'm thirty-one now. So, and I just got out of the the police academy. I realized how important it was. Um, and I went to Zombie Proof, met Kent, and uh, yeah, it's been I've been there ever since. I just like once I got there, it was wide open, you know, seven days a week training. You know, yeah. get, got my blue belt in just over a year. You know, focus, focus, grinding, grinding, grinding constantly. So it was a lot, and none of us really knew how to not overtrain because we mm -hmm. just trained so goddamn much. Yeah. So it was a lot. So you go a couple years doing that. And then injuries happen. You know, you hurt your neck, you hurt your knee, stuff that can put you up for a little while. Certainly. Excuse me. But I had a weird time between, like, where I got my blue belt. I was a blue belt competing, training consistently, and then you get hurt, and then you take time off. Next thing you know, you're a blue belt for five years. Yeah. You know, and then so... And then you come back, you dedicate yourself again, and then Ken's just like, okay, you're a purple belt now. It's like, okay, good. Yeah. And the pressure the pressure that fell off of me from being a blue belt, because I was down on myself, you know. I'm a blue belt forever. Yeah. I know my skills are above that level. Um, but I wasn't going to class. You know what I mean? Like I was injured or I was involved in other shit in life. <clears throat> and then 
you go back and then you, it shows what hard work can get you. Yeah. You know, I go back, I think it was like three or four months consistently. Ken's like, mm -hmm. dude, yeah, like you're there. Um, nice. So you said at the first of the show, I'm a purple belt. Um, hopefully be a brown belt. Nice. By, I don't know. I like setting goals and dates, but I'll, I'll have to write that one down. I'll, I'll have to think about it. But so 2011, I'm out of the police academy. I go in um and i've been there yeah ever since and it's great kent and i are the best of friends um as crazy as he is and he's done, uh, he's done great things though down he's there. done he's great like, things man and he, look at him online now killing it yeah and he has a vision and you know it's uh it's good yeah it's uh i'm very grateful to be part of the team and you know yourself what it's like to be a part of a cohesive unit um guys that you know, have there's only a couple guys that have been there from day one that are still there. I'm sure you guys have that at your gym as well. Yeah. People come and go, and people that you wouldn't expect to go. You know, like um, some guys just vanish, and it sucks. But the guys that stick around, you have to value them <clears> because <throat> you know them more than your family. You know, you pretty much really you, some of the greatest bonds you ever make is in a jujitsu gym or in any martial art. Mm -hmm. So, you well, that's it. Like you know, you. you they're like you say, they're like the best of your friends. Sometimes like I find it hard to relate to people that don't do martial arts now. Like I have this conversation with a lot of people too, because it's yeah. like everything and regardless if, if they, if they don't do martial arts, <clears throat> sometimes it seems like the conversation always goes back to martial arts, whether yeah, it's me or like if or it's a fighting or something, it's like, it's weird. Yeah. Know. See, fighting's a funny thing because like 4,000% of men believe they can do it. Yeah. And, you know, zero, zero. insecurity is while speaking to someone who can do it, they want to continue to talk about it because they want to get a sniff of your, your reality. Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I believe. That's like, like how many times have you heard over a couple beer, someone saying, you know, anyone saying one of your buddies or acquaintances from high school, I'm coming to the gym on Monday, man. I'm mm -hmm. coming to the gym. Half the time it's like, let's show me a move right now. Yeah, I'm show like, please. Move, I'm like, dude, no. Sometimes I blodge, but. Do you? you? Well, I no, I don't. I shouldn't say I do. I have in the past. You know, young and stupid, and sure. you know, um, lessons no, need to be taught. No ego involved. But if you know some guy, some guy's stepping, you know, and he thinks he can hang, it's just like, no, dude, you can't. Like, just different realities. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I try. I I try honestly not to go to those parties. Oh God, I try no. not to go to any parties. Anymore. No, I do. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you nowadays. I'm talking past John. I had a couple angry years <laughs> between, <laughs> between yeah. 2011, 2013, 14, maybe, but I never yeah. really heard anyone. But yeah, like I said, people be stepping then. Shit happens. But, <laughs> Cape Breton. Uh, well, think? it is Cape Breton. And um, everything <laughs> people hear about Cape Breton, it's absolutely true. So yeah. <laughs> anything you've heard, it's true. It's pretty rough. It, but a beautiful place for anybody it who's is. listening. You know, we, have, we have followers from all over the world, John. and. I'll tell like people always ask me, you know, even when I worked in travel too, they don't like, you know, you travel the world, where's the mm -hmm. best place you've been? I'm like, you know where? Nova Scotia. Go it's to Nova nice. Scotia. Go up to Cape Breton and cruise around the Cabot Trail. Like Nova Scotia is a beautiful place. It's nice, man. And you know, I talk about I talked about gratitude a couple times already, but we really, you know, if you can handle the cold, which we're built now, you know, it's no big deal, but yeah. Summertime, fall time, especially, man. This time, time of year coming up now, it's absolutely beautiful and it's safe, and the people are good mostly. 
it's beautiful yeah. here. You're absolutely right. Just don't run into it's Tracy Hunt and Martina. Oh man, that's some. They're like the most stereotypical Cape Breton thing ever, and they do it well. They do it well. Yeah, it's like they're almost like the uh, Bet McDonald, like the, like yeah, the, new, the new version. Or, they do that's it really right. well. Do you yeah. know them? Uh, I do know them, like in passing. I, mm -hmm. I don't know them personally. I wonder, but, I wonder where it'll go. Like, I don't know. They've been at it for a while. They've been yeah. at it for a while. So hopefully, it, you know, I hope they eventually yeah, have hopefully. their own own show or something. Yeah, know? like that's Why what not? I can see it on, like like a like it's kind of like a like kind of a trailer park boys kind of same yeah. funny like kind of like off but maybe they'd have to change it because trailer park boys now like like i don't think i don't know man like i say you can't get away with some stuff anymore but then i was mm. on the airplane the other day flying back from alberta by yeah. the way it's day six quarantine for me oh, right man. now i think i gained seven pounds oh, uh, but man. anyway <laughs> there was movies on there like uh dave Chappelle, the dave Chappelle show where that oh, episode man Clayton Bigsby, that episode, I'm like, this yeah. is on a fucking airplane where a kid could click this. Like, this That's is hilarious. Yeah. So I don't know what the rules are anymore. COVID, man. You can do whatever uh -huh. you want anymore. Dude, man, it's like comedy has no boundaries, right? It shouldn't. That, well, that's that's uh, what they say. Some things, you know, it, people push the envelope, but that's comedy, right? Um, but the stuff they used to put out back then, Chappelle Show, Trail Park Boys, yeah, that dark comedy, gruesome comedy. Um, it's hilarious, absolutely hilarious, but politically incorrect, definitely nowadays. Yeah. But I mean, someone's always pushing the envelope, so you, you need that. You need you need people that are going to push it. I think so too, because then you become a docile society where you can't like if no one's pushing that. Like everyone, like people. I always say about you know, like we're all different. But what happens if we were like it'd be a goddamn boring world if we we're all the same yeah you, man. you know like you want people like uh, like we want people like you say who can push the boundaries and we want celebrities we want people who can be six foot nine and slam dunk a basketball because totally. it, it, it gets this serotonin going right like definitely man. it excites me definitely and i mean two people the same sounds boring enough but imagine an entire world the same same morals and the same ambitions and stuff like that it just wouldn't fly it just wouldn't work yeah it's communism <laughs> Yeah, it would suck. It'd be super boring. You think I want, you know, millions of people like me? No, man. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. The that'd world's rough, crazy, man. It'd be a rough Tuesday. Yeah, for, for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's interesting how, because, and that's another thing too, right? With all this technology and everybody's opinions can change so quickly. Like, mm -hmm. do you think COVID has kind of helped or gotten uh, worse? Like, I think, I think people that are creative and technologically advanced, I think it would really benefit them um, because, well, like, like think about what you guys are doing with the show and the graphics and everything you're doing, the live streams, um, and you're doing it consistently. Um, did you ever think you would do it or was that a byproduct of COVID because you guys got locked up? And strictly then, COVID. You're strictly right. Strictly COVID. So really, you took that chance of doing it. You put yourself out there, which I love. So I think people that are willing to do that, like I started a podcast because of COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, um, people that are doing that, it's beneficial for them. But then uh, in turn, if you come across anyone with some mental health that don't like being cooped up and maybe they lost their jobs, maybe they, 
you know, or mental health or not, um, it's a devastating time. You know, mm -hmm. um, you, you had people losing their jobs and then you have a crazy, the biggest mass shooting in Canada, in our own province. Um, it's hard on people's heads to be cooped up in the house, no job, no family time. Mm -hmm. You can know, see your parents, you can see your grandparents, etc. Um, and then shit, people are knocking at your door, shooting people. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a it's super stressful. Yeah, time. it could have went one or two ways. So, and then you could be a rare thing where, you know, you're doing all the right things. You're starting an upstart thing like this or whatever, and then you're still experiencing that stuff, but you're still trying to be a uh, contributing per member of society, right? Exactly. So, I think one of two ways, man, if, and if you're resilient enough, like you are to push through and, you know, continue to do this because consistency is key, as you know, and you're doing it consistently and you've been doing it and, you know, one day it'll just pop, you know, like you, you keep pushing fingers crossed. one day. Yeah. Fingers crossed is right, man. But same thing with your shows. One day it's just going to, the right eyes are going to come across it and that's how shit works. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, one, one of two ways, you know, like I had my ups and downs during all this COVID shit. Um, but yeah. you came back with the whole podcast and now like that, did yeah. you find your podcast is like an outlet for yourself? Like, cause yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, look, I, I prepare pretty extensively before your episode. Um, I write a bunch of shit out um, and just write it down. Like in my phone, I use my phone and just write it on notes. Yeah, um, that's beneficial enough if I didn't disperse it to the world, just mm -hmm. to type it out. Um, Almost like a journal, right? Yeah, exactly. And and then, you know, the first few episodes, I was shaky, man. I was not comfortable, mm -hmm, but sure. I did it. And because I did it, it got easier. And the rest is history, you know, and, and, and we're still going. We're in a little bit of a lull with it right now. I had some stuff I was I was trying to get done, but I'll I'll be back this week with it. So. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah sure. You have a great, a great voice for it, man. I told oh, you that before, you. like a great voice for a podcast and commentary. By the thank way. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, so, yeah. Keep, keep that in mind for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you want to yeah. do commentary on October 24th? Absolutely. All right. Done. Where's that? I can't tell you that. Oh, you, 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 almost, you, almost got, you almost got out. Uh, wow. That's like a lot of people have been asking that, and they can't tell anyone. But uh, yeah, I was I wanted to ask you on air. See Absolutely, you yeah, I'd like to. Man. But it is a it's a like pretty much like going to fucking BC for you, where it's at. But okay, anyway. well, well, anyway. let's just wait and see. Either we'll way, talk. I'm interested. We'll, so. we'll talk. No, it we'll sounds talk. good. Anyway, yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, you, I don't know. It's a like we pivoted. Like for me, you know this whole podcast thing is it's an outlet where I can think about nothing. It's almost like jujitsu when I couldn't do, like if I can't do jujitsu and I mm -hmm. like, I can do something else that's going to take my brain off, like losing my job and what am I going to do next and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like my job's not coming back in like for a long, long time. So you got to like pivot in, in multiple ways. And mm -hmm. like for you, like, it's the same, like I like hearing that, that it's the same thing. It's, it's like, it's like martial arts. You don't think about anything else when someone's trying to kill you, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a great analogy for sure. And another way, you know, jujitsu or MMA, anything, you have to be um versatile and durable and you have to adapt to the situation you're in. And if you Big can time. do if you can do that in fighting, 
martial arts that you can usually translate it to life because you know jiu-jitsu is really hard it yeah. makes everything else in life quite easier you know and once your once your central nervous system is consist, like consistently erupting from jiu-jitsu you know certain situations aren't too aren't too dire after that you know i think it trains your mind more than anything so, um, and that's why i continue to do it physical abilities aside that i think that the challenge is the most important thing for me so i think it that should be the approach in life i think if you're not challenged and you're not you're not performing at your at your best and that's why we do shit that's uncomfortable that's why some of us do Mm -hmm. well yeah. and, and like I, I get after myself like it's it's like you say we do stuff that's uncomfortable and like competing for me is something i struggle with john yeah i hate it man like mm -hmm. i i i get i focus on everything else i can until i get out there and then mm -hmm. i get out there and i quit on myself and it's yeah. so embarrassing you know because you know you're better than that and yeah. but it, it's those people who can get out there and really put it on the line and i will get out and do that before mm -hmm. my career is done, like I said to myself, as a black belt, now you can't go out and quit on yourself. Like there's no you're more legit. Quitting. You're there's legit. No more yeah. quitting. If you want to lose, you lose on your shield. No more quitting, right? right? And, right. and but you know the people that can go out there and perform, like is, is so. That's why to me it's so impressive. Because until you've got out there and tried it, you have no mm. idea what it's like. Oh man, definitely. And I mean, I I look at that, and then I look at people who speak in front of people so effortlessly. Yeah. You know, people put themselves out there so effortlessly. Yeah. Just this year, I'd learned how to forget what other people thought or think or say, because most of it's hypothetical. Mm -hmm. You make it up in your head. It's not real. Oh, big time. You no, know, like it's 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 really not real. Yeah. And once you realize it's like, okay, well, you're kind of just um, putting a damper on yourself and your own abilities by making this shit up, by living in a hypothetical world. Social media is bad for that. Social media is a bitch, man. I talk about it all the time. Um, it'll get you because you're seeing all the shit. Everyone knows the pros and cons with social media, yet very few utilize it the way they know it should be. Yeah. You know, if, if you're looking at all this shit constantly and, you know, like the Kylie Jenners and the beautiful people and you start comparing yourself to them, then it's a dangerous area to be in. Um, but yeah, like when you say competing is hard, is it a, a nerve thing? Is it a like a performance anxiety thing for you? Yeah, you know what? It's uh, I don't know what it is. Like I don't know because I'm confident in my skills. Like that's mm -hmm. like I am confident in my skills, which mm -hmm. took me a long time to get to. But it's like I panic and I can't yeah. breathe. And everybody says the same thing, but I don't know yeah. if it's worse. Like, you know, like I can say, you know, my mental health issues with ADHD and, mm -hmm. and PTSD, maybe it makes, but that's a bullshit excuse too. It's just, I think it is truthfully just competition anxiety. Yeah. And I pussy out is what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and it's disrespectful to your opponent, which kind of makes it more, me more angry. It's disrespectful to myself. Well, I, I have a lot of trouble with, being nice to myself for, for some yeah. reason, that's a bad thing I, I have. So, but yeah, it's, so that's, what about you? Is that something? Um, yeah, definitely, man. It's, um, it sounds similar in, in the way that putting myself out there has always been super anxiety inducing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like speaking about myself or, you know, I, I'm like you where I don't talk highly about myself in my own head. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
frustrating for sure because I know like I have goals and I have this big picture of ideas that I want to do, but that should hold me back. And it's a constant battle to get through it day by day. And it's so um, fucked because then you look at it in the, in the small picture, mm-hmm. like, and then and look at it in the 1940s picture. Mm-hmm. Cause you're a great dad. Right. You got a great job. Yeah. You're healthy. You're putting yeah, up, like, you're doing everything right. Dude. So it's like, how can you talk badly to yourself? Right. It's so frustrating how that shit works. Yeah, I think perhaps like it's an upbringing thing, like maybe some of that. I don't know, man. Like it's it's it is frustrating because like you checking the boxes, right? Like you just said, you know, good government job, beautiful son, beautiful wife. I have a house. I'm warm. I have all these things that should make me the happiest person in the world. But at Mm -hmm. times I can't help it. At times I can't be that person. And that's frustrating. And then you get into a slump and then shit happens. And it's just, it's frustrating. Um, but the important shit is, the important thing is that I keep pushing. You know what I mean? Like, I keep doing the shit that makes me super uncomfortable. Like this stuff. Or like my podcast. Or putting shit on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Um, even though my head's telling me, fuck, that's stupid. People aren't going to like it. And then you go and you look at your post and you get like six likes. That used to bother me. But now it's like, who cares? Yeah, you're doing it for you. Yeah, you're, doing, you're putting it out there for people. If you help, like I said, one out of a hundred, great success. Mm-hmm. You need to stop living hypothetically because it's all just made up bullshit that's slowing you down. But I say that doesn't mean it happens like that. No, I say true. that because you, you got to be aware and self-aware. You have and to want it. Like you have totally. to like want. <clears throat> like you know, like like you say, aware. You have mm-hmm. to be aware, man. And I and for me, it's like I notice if so if I see someone making like a trigger post, mm-hmm. I'm gonna message them. Yes. Hey, totally. how you doing? Like, because I know what's going on. Like, it's there's totally. Like, and that's, and just, that's from your personal experience and your good nature. You know, um, you, you can like you notice these things. You see someone who may be struggling, then of course that's what. If everyone did what you do there'd be a lot less people in a lot less mm-hmm. shady circumstances. Perhaps some other people would still be alive, you know, mm-hmm. um, drastic example, but very true. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a scary thing, man. Mental yeah. health, social media, all things I talk about openly. Um, but that's another thing that helps is being open-minded about this stuff. You know, you, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I used to struggle with that, like social media. That I that I will say, Instagram is a little bit better than Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Like, I can't devil. deal with Facebook. I it's can't deal. It is Twitter's even the the devil's sister. Yeah, it's I don't good. even. I don't have Twitter on my phone. Yeah, um, I have Instagram oh. hidden it, or sorry, Facebook hidden on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went on Instagram probably a month ago and like unfollowed like six hundred people or something. Nice. So, excuse me, I'd follow the stereotypical you know, beautiful women in big in, in bikinis and, you know, like celebrities and like, yeah. you know, aside from athletes, you know, I, I appreciate what they're doing, but like the celebrities and the bikini models and shit like that. It's just like, dude, like who fucking cares. He, yeah. you spend time. Like it, it's amazing how time flies when you're on your phone. I hate you that know? screen report. Oh man. It's crazy. Cause sure. like, like you wake up in the morning 
you reach over, if you reach over, grab your phone, it's like the quickest 20 minutes of your life. You're scrolling yeah. and you're like, and then 20 minutes is gone. So shit, I'm supposed to be at the gym in five minutes. You get up and go. Mind but it's a monu go. monumental time waster for sure. And a dangerous time waster. It's not even like it's, it's different if you're on there working. Well, think of how it's like, because <clears throat> we're the same age, I believe. Like I'm, I just turned 40. So you're a little bit younger than me. I yeah. I, I'll be 32 in December. Oh shit! Well, younger than me. Sorry. I look older. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Just I, for some reason, I thought you were like thirty-five or thirty-six. No. I thought that, but um, so you know, like I don't know what you grew up, but I grew up. You know, in the morning, you grew up. Uh, I was lucky enough where my, you know, you would wake up and the TV would be on, and there'd be like a TSN Sports Center or oh, yeah, some totally. type of thing like that, yeah. and, or news, right? And now, yeah. like it's it's just progressed now to everybody has that their own ability to watch whatever they want as soon as they wake up, and it's fucking that constant flood mm -hmm. of information, man. Whether it's good or bad, like we were saying earlier, because it can go mm -hmm. negative, but it can also be like shit, I'm having a shitty day. Here's John's post about whatever it happens to be, and you whatever. get your ass out and go for a run, right? So totally, it's, man. So it's interesting, man. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's the generation of information or the generation of misinformation. You yeah. know, it's, it's, posts can be very misleading, and mm -hmm. articles can be very misleading, you know, about, like, clickbait and stuff like that. And, you know, these things draw you in, and you click on it, and it's not what it says it is, and then that person gets paid. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but even those phone calls, have you been getting those phone calls? Yeah, man, I don't answer them. But holy Ooh. shit! Like, come They're on, like eight hundred or even local numbers now. Like, yeah, it's holy weird. shit, it is weird. Who yeah. are these people? Very strange people. Yeah, it's, I hate those people. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you do good. any Crab Mega? Do you do any of that kind of stuff? Crab Mega? No, man. No, it's I call it Crab Mega. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. He, either way, um, yeah. no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think there's many people around these parts that train it or that offer it. But um, I know some of it could be useful in the law enforcement world. Um, yeah, some people but, do. That's what I was just yeah. wondering. Some people do do it, and some people don't. But yeah, Cape, no. Breton's hit, Cape, Cape Breton's popping off. Last night I saw a nice big event there, outdoor boxing event. That was pretty yeah, cool. yeah, that's the a driving. cool thing. Yeah, for sure. They've been having concerts and stuff out of that driving as well. It's a cool thing that they're doing, yeah. Um, we need more events like that, like the boxing events, and perhaps you guys someday in the future. That's um, the plan. I think yeah, I mean, not not? there's definitely venues here, man, and um, it's important for the young generation to see that those kinds of athletes out there doing these things because you want to lead them the right way. Um, yeah. Speaking well, about what we, what we spoke about before, social media and fucking TikTok and all this stuff, kids can get lost quickly and they can get yeah. involved quickly with the negativity that is social media. So I'm a big pusher for kids being stimulated otherwise. Get the get outside and dig a hole or do yeah. something. Man. Go learn yeah. something. Go learn something. Yeah. Um, so, it's yeah. True. I think it's good for the for the younger generation to put themselves out there and get in athletic situations. And yeah, so I think those events are good. I think they're definitely useful for everyone. So well, it's it's even like a like like jujitsu. If if it's not just adults, but as a kid, like it's gonna suck. Someone's oh, on top of you trying to whatever they're choke you or hold you down or whatever. <laughs> 
it's going to teach you so much. It's taught me so much in my life about being like just being an uncomfortable, being comfortable in the uncomfortable, that classic cliche line. Right. But, but do it should be like, mandatory for every child. I agree. Really. I think some martial arts should be mandatory, even in like in school, man, it should be like given in schools and rather than, you know, have one day a week in gym class that you do jujitsu or wrestling or something. Well, we, we used to teach like a lot, like Kitson started it in New Glasgow, like teaching yeah. a lot of classes to kids and stuff. And we, Kitson would do it and like weekly. And, but I don't know, like it's, I think it's like, it's weird how it's not offered more. Like, yeah, like to me, it's like you said, like, yeah, social studies is important, <laughs> but like, fuck, like teach these kids accounting, maybe how to yeah. look after their money and yes. how to protect themselves, maybe how to make a meal. Like these are important yeah. things that people need there's, to learn in real life. Not this. Yeah. That's your three crucial life skills right there, man. Yeah. You can cook, you can deal with finances and you can fight not yeah. aggressively. You can defend yourself. That's a yeah. better way to put it. Yeah. Um, that's the answer, man. Definitely, yeah. So you got home at, you got, uh, say, maybe some class. industrial arts, hunting Me. class, yeah, hunting yeah. class. Yeah. We're gonna Why hunt not, right? cats today, folks. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that might be a Cape Breton thing, maybe, yeah. No. But, uh, yeah. It happened here, too. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, man. Good old Cape Breton. You got the flavor down that way, man. Old Drake Farrell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. He's the... He's a stud, man. He's one of those kids that progress so fast, and I believe he progressed so fast because of his his demeanor, man. You know, guys that are just like stone cold, stone cold demeanor, man, and like to, you know they're having fun, but they don't show it. Mm. Sometimes you get a laugh out of them, and it's like, oh shit, you're human. Like he's almost <laughs> he's almost cyborg, yeah. yeah. So, but he's so in tune with his body and like what he's capable of and his strengths and his skill level is so high. Um, Incredibly high. And I, I really think it's just because of his personality, man. I think he just, he's stoic and he's efficient and he's aggressive and it, it's worked in his favor so far. So he very much is aggressive. Does, is he, um, how old is he now? 20, 19? Oh man, he's young. He, I think he's like 20, maybe 21. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's scary. When I saw him there, cause I didn't see him for probably six months. And then I saw him like six months later. I was like, holy shit. Like, it's interesting because yeah. you do all these events with all these guys and who are like 16 or whatever. And then mm -hmm. now they're like 20. It's just like, wow. Like yeah. him and Graham Lipford and all these like guys who are men, big men now. Who are, like, yeah, kick, man. They would have kicked my ass then, but like kick, yeah. really kick my ass now. Definitely. Yeah. So like we talk about kids and Drake was like 15 or 16 when he started jujitsu. And then next thing you know, he's, he's beating yeah. everyone from, you know, a high level white belt to Kent. He's submitting everyone and um, to see that progression and coach him in some, situations mm -hmm. and just to be a part of it and to watch him grow um it was an important part for me because he's a young dog that i'm trying to catch you know at 31 years old i'm trying to keep up with this kid and he's fucking beating the shit out of me mm -hmm. and you know those bad classes where you're mm -hmm. just you're you leave you don't even say bye to anyone <laughs> you're like yeah. all right i'm out Fuck out of here, man. Just take your lickings and go. You drive home with no music on or nothing. Just <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> Contemplating never going back because a 19 year old stud just whooped your ass. You've been there for 10 years and now you're just chopped yeah. over. 
Yeah. But no, it's it's those kids, man. That, but... That's it's what keeps me young. You know, it's what it's what keeps me, you know, not going, but it, it keeps me interested because he's he's a stud and he's fun to train with. Well, and, that's it. Uh, that's again that goes back to growing, right? Like there's yeah. it's like me training with like Rorison and Jared and Rehill and yeah, gets in and like all these guys who are super talented for me. Like I don't I know I'm not gonna tap them out. Right. If I do, you know, like I can, like for me, it's if I can pass Jared's guard, like I've yeah, never done it. Like that's that's my goal with in training because we've trained forever, and he just knows what I'm going to do, or Definitely. it's just and he's really that good. But like yeah. some people, man, like they just it's interesting. Some days, like you say, you leave, and mm. I find some days if if I start training and I, and I can't sweat, like if I'm not sweating during a warm up, it's right. something, something's weird with me and really? something like yeah. I, yeah sometimes i'll get like I'll, I'll leave because i know i'm gonna get hurt in the past if i'm not sweating like yeah. I, but obviously i'm not working hard enough and therefore right. i'm not interested enough to be training and i shouldn't be training and then i'm gonna get hurt so i leave right. yeah. yeah that's uh, weird but i certainly don't have that issue man i think about sweating and i'm dripping it's only happened a couple times yeah. like maybe three weird. or four times yeah it's weird like it's been like muscles in my back have been tight or weird shit yeah. like yeah, but it could yeah. be, you know, it could all stem from maybe mentally you're just not in the mood, man. Maybe you just don't want to be there. Yeah. And your body is like, you know, you can force your body to an extent. Yeah. If you don't and that's, move, then it's just going to be like, yeah, fuck it. We'll go home. And yeah. That's we'll kind of what I almost look at it. Like, it's almost like mentally, I'm just like, fuck, no, you, that you're going to get hurt. Don't like for some reason. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, uh, you're 40 years old. Sometimes you got to look at things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I mean, you have to be realistic and you have to be safe. Yeah. Um, but it's important, like I said, not to live, you know, um, in like a look like a world that you're just making shit up, like hypotheticals. Oh, you know, yeah. you, like you, you might never get injured again, but you spend a lot of time more about it. Yeah. You know? Um, exactly. Uh, th this so, way it's I, I ensure myself you know the safest way i, I want to train hard longer definitely you know? definitely it's it that's the game now right it's just staying at it um and like that's something i'm learning as i progress like in jiu-jitsu because i used to be so held i'm a pretty competitive guy so i used to be so hell-bent on winning yeah. that i would go so goddamn hard and i wouldn't breathe and i'd be all tense and i wouldn't have my breath and and it was it was mostly because I was so worried about losing. Mm. I didn't worry on my skills, right? I didn't focus on my skills. I just focused on winning, and in turn, I lost constantly because I was tired. I was worked up. I was sore. Tense. I was full of muscles. Ten super tense. Yeah. So finally, Kent just said to me, "He said, why not for the next bit you just roll and don't try to win." Just roll and let shit happen and be in right. vulnerable positions and go step by step, get out of them the way you know how. And that really clicked with me. So I did really learning how to control my breath. And I've been doing it for, well, almost 10 years. And I'm just learning how to proper, properly breathe yeah. and properly, you know, exert my energy efficiently um, rather than just trying to rip someone's head off. Not literally, um, but just really going, going hard in the paint at someone for no reason and then mm -hmm. getting hurt, getting tapped. And uh, so that's the beauty of it. It's it's a constant progression, right? I love that, and it's it's very true. Like be like, I do that a lot. Put myself in uncomfortable positions and mm -hmm. try to like. That's a thing that I think it's again. It's come naturally because training with Jared so much. You're in right. uncomfortable positions a lot. Definitely for, for me, and 
if you can get out of those, you know, you feel better about your game. You feel, I don't know, not often you do get out of them, but like it all, it's just one of those things, you know, if you don't push yourself to be in those shitty positions and if you're always wanting to win, it's tough. Like I, I'm always the opposite because mm. sometimes I'm like struggling with my mental health. I'm like, oh, I don't want to push myself too hard. Yeah. You know, like back in the day, like I, I would be timid about like kind of meeting that person's pace because I wouldn't want to have a super hard role or whatever. Yeah. But now, like in the probably the last year or two, I've really kind of like been like, fuck no, like I'm going to rip your head off. Like right. If you're, if you're a lower belt than me, not every time, but like, that's another thing. Like people like have been really on me, like, man, stop being so playful and like letting, you can let people pass your guard and you can do that kind of stuff, but like, don't be letting like a, a white and blue belt tap you out. Like the, you know, totally, like don't yeah. be do that, you know? So now uh, I kind of, I'm a little bit more like, no, 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 you got to earn that shit. Yeah. I mean, you got to make sure they know these young fellas, you know, you, you got to make sure like, listen, I've been here. I paid my dues. I'm black belt. You know, you're going to go hard. Like, that's one way I look at it now is I'm going to go as hard as the other guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, whereas before I would be the aggressor and I would be, yeah, emotional, basically emotional during the role. And uh, we're constantly learning, which is the most important thing in jujitsu. And, you know, it translates to life. You know, it's, mm -hmm. so you, you learned how to be the opposite, more aggressive. Whereas I learned to be more passive, exactly. playful. So it's yeah. an interesting, interesting turn of events there. But um, it's all fun, man, and it's all supposed to be hard, and that's yeah. the idea, right? So, well, that's it. Like if if every time if like I, I talk to so many athletes, and I'm sure you do too. Like if if mm -hmm. you're in the room, if you're the best person in the room, that's why people leave clubs and have to go to a different club. Especially Absolutely. if you're an athlete trying to be a world champion, you can't be the best all the time. Like you can't, I mean, you have to be, get your ass kicked. Yeah. And oftentimes guys are studs in the gym, but they can't perform. Yeah. You know, once they hit adversity, they can't perform and they can't dig themselves out of a hole because they don't know what it's like to be bullied or they don't know what it's like to be backed up, you know, or, you know, just pressured. Because they're the one, you can't always be the dog, you know, sometimes you got to be the fire hydrant, you know, yeah. and, um, yeah. So, Yes, people definitely leave because they're the best, but it's it's the worst thing for growth when you're the best in the gym, because it's just it's like yeah you're good in here, but you know some guys are the opposite; they can just perform and they're studs constantly. Mm -hmm. But I think different looks are good in different positions and different uh, different people to train with is is ideal. Um, yeah. But it's you know it's not always at a benefit, especially these days. We have a very small group; it's army proof now and no active MMA fighters, you know, so it's, yeah. um, it's strange. It's, strange. it's interesting. Cause it's, I, I kind of say this to John a little bit. Now we, mm -hmm. I said, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot, John, I said with the bio open and all the jujitsu tournaments and right. jiu -jitsu, not just us as a, as a whole, jujitsu has grown so much here in the Maritimes, but now a lot of MMA programs are <laughs> getting cut because like, it's, oh, it's a, it's a well-known thing. Like MMA, it's, it brings right. in a different, kind of clientele that mm. jujitsu if you can have kids programs and steady jujitsu programs you can mm. actually fund your club in a, in a proper way and make money but mma yeah. it's a it's a fucking hard gig oh man it's it's after all these years and as legit as the sport is and how legit organizations are and um how dominant they are on the growth of one sport it's still a hard sell for people. People are still not sold on the fact that it's a legit sport. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
and to have that conversation with people constantly, it's just like, it's a sport. Trust me, these guys train with professional athletes and just watch them. It's an incredible sport. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. not always an easy sell for people. And it's not, not an easy sell for, say, parents of a kid that's 15 or 16 that wants to fight to say, listen, he probably won't get hurt because he might. Yeah, he might. He might, for sure. It's a dangerous sport. Um, but yeah, I think it, I would like to see more gym have kids mixed martial arts classes where they teach them the basics and they teach them just simple positions and simple scenarios and um, have kids starting at a very young age to understand it and understand sports just like hockey. You know, in Nova Scotia, hockey is huge. You play Tim Dick yeah. and you play the rest of your life. Um, well, the thing is, man, like, I, I don't want to say this, but I'm gonna, we're, like, we're raising a lot of pussies. Dude. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, it's, <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, when you, like, you can't, like, you can't shelter these kids so much where, like, like, I, I like, and there's people who are, like, that, like, because like, us here, we are trying to, like, we're selling fights. That's what we do. That's my business is selling fights so yeah. right away like people don't respond people want nothing to do with you whatever i understand that but at the other state of mind it's like here you are going to every single hockey game supporting yeah. your grandson in triple a bantam who's getting hit in the head or whatever right yeah it's like i i don't understand the education part of it right because it's the same realistically like, yeah i mean or like think about football People are watching football on Sunday nights and Thursday nights and watching these grown men who are massive. Rah, rah. And rah, rah, rah. Exactly. Incredibly athletic, smashing into each other yeah. constantly. Um, I, th I think part of that problem might be insecurities from primarily men. Mm -hmm. You're going to see right, guys so. who – same guys that say it's boring when it goes to the ground. The same guys that say it's boring when they're clinching or it's boring when they're – not punching and destroying each other for five seconds. Um, I think it stems from insecurities, man, because they can't do it. They don't understand how hard it is. They don't have appreciation for it, and they weren't humbled by any martial art in their life. You know. Yeah, so I think that's you're right. Because if you're not humbled, you don't know. And like I, and mm -hmm. I sound crazy when I say this, and, and mm -hmm. well, I maybe I am crazy, but to me, a quick <clears throat> punch in the mouth changes mm -hmm. everything real quick. Oh man, it. Not, not to are, hurt anybody, yeah. but like just if someone's a dick, if someone mm -hmm. like does something bad, a quick pop in the mouth, they're, I'm telling you, they're never going to do that again. Ever. Absolutely. And that's something my father told me. If anyone gives you shit, you, you just give them a shot. They won't do it again. Excuse me. And every time I experienced that, it was nothing but true. Mm -hmm. um, but you can't see, do now, that now. That's not problem. a thing. That's yeah. not a thing now. And I mean, run away as quick as you can. Yeah. And I mean, that's the safe way about it. You know, that's what kids or what kids are being taught nowadays. But just good. I'm not, ag I'm yeah. not against that. You know, I like, agree. I'm definitely not pro violence, you know, like if no. you want to do it in a cage and as an athlete, sure. But I'm not against, you know, but if someone's also picking on you hmm. and you know, don't oh, yeah. give them the opportunity and then show them what's up. Definitely. I'm very much um, anti-bullying for kids. I think that's yeah. a terrifying thing nowadays didn't very much have that so much when when we were kids no 
it was there, but it was just the way it was. Some guy was being a dick. He gave him a shot, and that was it, you know. Mm-hmm. But now with social media, once again, kids are pestered, man, these days, and they're it's so easy. Like cyberbullying is just a crazy, crazy thing that really, if these kids wanted to puck you in the head or puck that guy in the head for saying whatever, they can't. Yeah, um, it's a worldwide world of bullying now, and um, from all aspects, and it's. It's a scary time, man, to be a teenager or younger mm-hmm. growing up with those phones in your hands, man. It's uh, That brings me to a, a nice segue, actually, that I wanted to talk to you about. Sure. Foster and I talk about this a lot. There, Something I think would be nice to do, and Foster is a classic guy who would be really good at this. He's mm-hmm. fantastic at, like, outdoor stuff. He's, like, really mm-hmm. good at hands-on, like, manly things. Empowering young men. Mm-hmm. Like there's there like a, like a manly camp mm-hmm. that like teaches kids like how to hunt mm-hmm. and how to fish and how to like do manly things that are like you know I like they're and I'm like I'm a classic example. I went and moved to Toronto, worked on cruise ships, and like I, I'm not exactly the most manly man mm-hmm. when it comes to like knowing right. how to hunt and, and kill from. Not saying right. you have to do that, but like just like good mentors, like like almost yeah. like a big brothers kind of thing, like. Totally, yeah. I think you'd be good at that. Yeah, thanks, man. I I think it's great. I think it's very important to include the young girls in that as well. Sure, but I I mean, like, for for, like, I I mean both. But I mean, like, for now, like, there's like, and I don't want to segregate women in any way, shape, or form. Like, but I I I mean, like, for now, like, it's I find so much is about like men. Like, it's about like men are the butt of the joke. Men are the like the bad all the time. It's like, come on, Mm -hmm. here now. There's a lot of really good men out there too. Like, we can't be all you know, put into this kind of basket. That's, that's all, that's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree. And this, like you said, it's a softer generation, man. And uh, I hope, you know, I'm going to do my best to turn that around with my son. You know, I don't want my son to be a vigilante by any means or, or go <laughs> yeah. and, and, and cause havoc, but he, he's going to know how to fight and he's going to mm-hmm. know, you know, cause the best way against a bully, you know, the best way to transform a bully is just like we said, just, you can light him up or just take him down and control and make him feel helpless. The way to like extinguish bullying is through humbling people mm-hmm. and from making people know that they can't do whatever the hell they want. And there's, there's consequences for it. And I want my son to understand that violence is always an option. doesn't mean it's not always the right one. Um, but if you're threatened or if your friends are threatened or anything and you feel like you want to do it, he's going to understand how, mm-hmm. but, kids otherwise they're they don't know that they're not even you know everyone's living safe yeah no one's taking chances no one's they man people like base that this alarm mm. in their house is going to protect them like people have no idea like if something because i look at the other way like i'm protected like if some motherfucker's mm. coming in my house totally. I, like I don't, i'm not mm. anthony, like i said the other day anthony smith if he couldn't do it i probably can't but i got some stuff here that I might have to pull out. And that's just totally. the way I live my life, right? Totally. Like I, I think about that stuff. And I mean, that's something I don't think anyone worries about like home invasions or breaking enters and shit like that more than me, because a lot of people are naive to the fact that shit like that happens. Certainly. But when you've been working in the court system for, you know, as long as I have which going on eight, eight years and you hear these horror stories of, you know, people breaking into your homes and 
shit like that. And I mean, it's something that constantly weighs. I mean, I actually, I lose sleep over it constantly. Um, it's a scary thing to even think about. So like you said, and I mean, I'm quite a capable, able body, but yeah. you know, what if they have a gun? What if they have a knife? What if, you know, it's a lot of variables, you know, did I lay in a bed? Did I lock the door? <laughs> Go check the door three times or so, you know, it's a scary thing. Um, but that's the world we live in now. And if Anthony Smith had a hard time with someone breaking into his home, you know, it, it, it makes you, you, I think you have to be hyper aware of what's going on. You have to be present and situationally aware about it can happen. Don't be naive. And, you know, I tell my wife that all the time and she's very naive. She, she's one of the naive people for her. She never locked the doors or locked the car or do anything. And, um, I give her shape about it because it's serious business and um, it's scary. It, it's actually, it scares the shit out of me, just the idea that that could happen. Mm-hmm. So I take all measures to, to prevent that. But yeah. Yeah. So well, I think a, like, I think of that shooting, like my parents walk every single day. Yeah. It's scary, out, out in a rural area. That could have been like, that's how I think mm-hmm. of things. And to me, I know there's still people out there who don't lock their doors at night. And yeah, it's like, fuck, that blows my mind after that happening. And you, what? It's alarming. Like, for sure. Yeah. Like, I, I got, like, to me, it's the total, but I, I wish I could be more like that, too. On the other hand, you know, just yeah. like that, whatever, right? But yeah, you know. see, I, I have no ambition to be that way because I know how fucking cruel the world is, you know, especially our, like, my community and surrounding areas. And drugs are a big issue. And people do crazy shit for addiction. Yeah. They certainly um, do. No question. So I um, might be hyper aware about the whole thing, but maybe I'm just more conditioned and not as naive. And that's a better way to look at it, I think. Yeah. But uh, no, it's yeah. not a bad way. I, I like it, man. I think being prepared is a better way to be, always for sure. So oh, yeah. That's, uh, hopefully they don't come to either one of our houses. Well, I, uh, well for their sake. Yeah. <laughs> for their sake, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, buddy, listen, we're uh, running out of time here. I want to ask you a quick couple questions here. Before. Yes, Are you involved in the UFC at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I know you're a big fan. What do you I think of the, the fights lately? Well, I I enjoyed them last night. I watched them. Well, my son and I watched them this morning. Um, I think they're good. I think, well, Holly Holm last night definitely had a – a good turn of events. You know, she's been up and down since she lost the title. Um, but she's always fought elite talent. Mm-hmm. Best of the best. Um, she looked good. She looked good. Five round domination against a tough up and comer. Um, Irene Aldana was a serious threat and she, her striking's legit. Um, I think she and, didn't hit her. what is it? She didn't even hit her. No, barely. I shouldn't say that broken nose. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think a broken nose for someone of the caliber of Holly Holm is small potatoes. You know, like sure. if you you look at the dominant, just a MMA dominant performance. You know, took her down at you know at will, basically controlled her, mounted her a couple times. Um, good striking as always. Vintage Holly Holm. It was fun to watch because um, sometimes I question why Holly Holm keeps getting these marquee. Yeah, spots. You know, she's fought for the title in two divisions. She's been around forever, fighting top caliber talent, but didn't always win. But she showed last night, you know, to kind of nullify my own questions to why. Um, she showed me something good, and it was it was fun to watch. I enjoyed yeah. it, yeah. really good. And I mean, you had Jermaine Durand to me submitting Juliana Pena like that, man, with that high elbow guillotine. You know, cool. she, she was like a 10-time Muay Thai world kickboxing champion. 
So to see her do that, she threatened with a bond flu choke earlier in the fight. Mm -hmm. and, um, she's a real deal, and we knew that, but primarily on her striking skills. But then when you see her come through with crazy, crazy beautiful submission, put her to sleep with that guillotine, really nice. Juliana's mm -hmm. super legit too. So. Super legit, and she's the opposite polar eyes of Jermaine Durandamy, where she's a super talented grappler. I mean, mm -hmm. her striking is not bad, but you saw there's levels to it in that fight, as we knew. Yeah. But you, to submit someone like her, it's it's a big deal for mm -hmm. sure. It's I love those deal. high elbow guillotines. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're fun. Really yeah, I got nasty. those little stubby T-Rex arms. So I can't always shoot through fair enough, but I do my best. Nice. I do my best. But no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, Habib versus Gaethje. Next weekend, that card from top to bottom is pretty, pretty jammed up, man. I, I, I like that card. I also like that it starts early. Hold on, what? It starts early. It's I think it starts at like three p.m. or something to bet and let pay per view. Remember last time Habib fought in in Abu Dhabi? It was super early, like three p.m. or two p.m. or something. Our pay per view starts at six. At oh, does it? On the twenty fourth. Right, same day. Right. Uh oh. Oh well. Okay. I'll, just, I'll just record it and watch it later. That's all. No, right. no. That's a beauty. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about pay per view sales. Uh, <laughs> well, with any luck, that that event will be over long before you guys starts. Well, we start at six. Yeah. So that three would be like at the exact same time. Yeah. Pretty much head to oh, head with yeah. the UFC. <laughs> all right. Hey, man. It's competition. It has to be. Oh. There's no. always going to be that for sure. Oh well. What do you do? It is what it is, right? But oh. I mean, your your show is going to perform regardless. I mean, it's it's that's been proven in the past, regardless of who they're going up against. Oh, I think we'll be all right. I mean, it's a local show. You're going to get your local people who are going to obviously oh, support no. them before, you know, Keichi, Keichi, Khabib, and uh, Habib, and Gaethje. <laughs> You know, that's that's a thing that people can tune into after or whatever. Too. Oh, of but course, yeah. I'm I mean, sure. You know, I'm sure lots of people have both on. Too, or, oh, yeah, or, or lots of people say I'm not watching grappling at all because it sucks. Right. I mean, so, if I if I wasn't commentating on the show and I was home, I'd have one on each screen. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm also a crazy person when it comes to grappling and MMA. So, well, if you are at home, make yeah. sure you are watching both. Yeah. Mom, oh, I will. Mom, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, looks like the slow cooker is done for the oh, awesome. time uh, to eat. Yeah, it's uh, we got some bone broth going there. Ooh, nice, so, very yeah, good. It's been, a, it's been a day of cooking. Uh, Chelsea, my love, has yeah. uh, made me a nice dinner. We just came back from Alberta. We were out there for a wedding. Oh, her, bro her brother got married in Banff. Awesome. Um, oh, she's letting the steam off, I guess, too. Good. <laughs> Nothing like this on the podcast, steam on the yeah, podcast. Um, anyway, went out to Banff for uh, a wedding. It was it was really really great. And then we went to Canmore for a couple of days and had uh, shout out to Murrieta's uh, Bar and Grill. It was incredible, best meal I've ever had in my life. You know, like sometimes you hear a name of somewhere and you're like, that has to be good with a name like that. <laughs> you it know, it was <laughs> incredible. Like we and we went Chelsea. Uh, so it was her birthday on the 29th, my birthday on the 28th. So nice. we kind of combined the two. We went horseback riding in the mountains, which was really cool as well. That's like uh, the most romantic thing I've ever heard. It, it was pretty cool. I, she, I, she's I, a lucky girl, man. She's well, a lucky girl. She is a lucky girl. That's what I say. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm deaf. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm a lucky boy, John. As we all know, you know, it's uh, Amen. 
one of those things if for let me see here if I can get uh I can't really see the can't really see the mountains oh, there. Man, wow. That's a, that looks like it's in Nova Scotia, actually. But, it does, man. It looks but, beautiful. But it was a lot of fun. It was cool that, uh, you know, it's probably the first time I've been on a horse in a long time. So it was neat. My yeah. horse was fat and slow, though. You couldn't oh, keep well. up to the other ones. That's okay. There, there, there's always that one designated fat friend, right? <laughs> that's it. I had to give him a couple kicks. Yeah, that's right. But it was fun, man. It was fun. Well, thank you for doing this, John. Hey, uh, thank you. It's been, it's been a while, uh, you know. Where can everybody find your podcast and uh, stay up to date with what you're doing? Uh, just online? follow me on Instagram. It's just uh, John McKinnon, J-O-N. People get that confused because it's an untraditional way to spell John, but J-O-N, M-C-K-I-N-N-O-N. Uh, you can find me there and, yeah, come along and I hope you enjoy my stuff. And uh, if not, too bad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Any advice to anybody out there, man? Like I know, again, like you put out a lot of great vibes. Any advice you you know can give to anybody putting out a putting out not such a good vibe right now? Um, I think some it's super important now more than ever to just do your best to be confident. Although the world's you know could be you know destroyed around you, you could be out of a job, you could be out of anything. You know, it's a scary time. But just remember that people around you need help too. And um, if you can radiate any bit of confidence and security and happiness to people, then you should do that. And we're all capable of that. Um, but if you're on the fence of doing it, I suggest you do because um, we should help each other through everything. And um, especially nowadays. So I think put, try and put yourself aside. Um and focus on others and think about a message and project it as loudly as you can. That's it, man. Very well said. Thank you. Very, very well said. And very important. Like confidence is something I struggle with so much. John. Yeah. It's probably my biggest, biggest thing, man. Like even yeah. when it comes to work or whatever, like I, I could sit there and people could tell us that event, right? League Atlantic one is amazing. And I mm -hmm. can focus on the one shitty thing that happened, right? And of course. It's so important to exactly what you say. Confidence, man. I love that a lot. Great advice. Thank you, man. Keep being a, keep being a, a genuine guy, man. And, and great dad, great family, man. And uh, hopefully you, man. we'll get you back on here very soon. Any, anytime you want to come on. Absolutely. You know, anytime, man. I'm before. always available. All right. Perfect. And we'll chat about uh, October 24th and get you there. Sounds great, buddy. Okay, buddy. All right. All right. Until next time, folks, Mr. John McKinnon. Thanks Thank for joining you, us, John. See you All later. Right, Bye. Awesome. Uh, fantastic episode. I, I, I got to really find a new word instead of fantastic. I say it like a hundred million times an episode. And, uh, and I have to also find a new light because I look very old this evening. But I apologize. It's been a long day of cooking and uh, sweating over the oven. Let me tell you. You're not supposed to laugh, Chelsea. All right, folks. Anyway, that's enough for tonight. Uh, I'd like to thank John and as well as our sponsors, Conway Customs. Check them out online, Conway Customs with a Z dot C-A. Uh, check out Scott, located in Truro. He travels. Great guy. Fantastic work. Better service. Conway Customs with a Z dot C-A. We will see you tomorrow night, folks. Lots of love. Be kind. Whoa.